On a flutter, we are careful to ensure that all patient stories comply with healthcare privacy laws. Details may have been changed to ensure patient confidentiality. All views expressed are those of the person speaking and not their medical institution. Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to another wonderful episode of A Flutter. Today with me, I have not one, but two guests in person. One of them is a returning guest, the amazing Sadie. You might remember her prior episode. Hi, (laughs) y'all. And with Sadie, we have another one of our incredible classmates here at med school, Megan. Hello. Welcome, Megan. So, y'all, why don't you tell the people why you both are here in this lovely episode today? I am polyamorous, and I was talking about my relationship with my partner, Ethan. Episode 7, for the (laughs) listeners out there. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And we are here today to update because Megan and I are also dating now. I am still dating Ethan. He is very happy with this arrangement. He did want me to give, like, a disclaimer because the first thing anyone asks us is, like, is Ethan okay? And he's fine, and he's very happy, and he just wishes people would stop asking him that question. Um, So, yeah, Megan, why don't you? (laughs) Yep. I wanted this episode to be titled Editor's Note. I was wrong, but I think that's too confusing for the people. But for those of you who listen to this podcast, Sadie was on episode 7. It's titled Lots of Love to Give. I listened to this episode, unfortunately, a lot, which I guess we'll get into later, but what I wanted to point out is that she does say a lot of things in this episode that are categorically wrong that we need to address in this update episode. Um, and I have timestamps for you, gentle viewers, in case you want to listen to this episode yourselves, which you should. It's a good episode. Um, number one being at 2945, <laughs> she says, and I quote, dating in the med school has never really appealed to me. And now look where we are. <laughs> this is what happens when you use Anna's podcast as a matchmaking tool. So you should do that. Um, the I- other thing is 3036, she says, not to mention the dating pool in our school is whack. I have told you, we have gotten over this so many times. That is a lie. What I said was that the ratio, the gender ratio in our school is whack if you are a bi woman, anyway. which is true. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Mr. Whack. <laughs> I can't believe I brought you on just to read me. Oh this is goodness. so rude. That's why I wanted this episode to be made. Wow. What a great introduction to you, Megan. <laughs> So we have some updates, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big updates. Lots of things that mm-hmm. have happened. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here, Megan. Congrats on your newfound relationship within the med school beating the odds, it sounds like. <laughs> I really want. Clearly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you, you, know, you changed my mind. You opened my eyes. Yeah. Again. To a whole world. (laughs) So why don't y'all explain then how we went from Sadie not really believing it's possible to find love within the med school class for you personally um, to now 
here being together on the podcast doing an update episode. How did we get here? Yeah, so we actually wrote out a timeline because the first time we tried to explain this, it this was... This is a, take two of yours. <laughs> it was a little bit messy. It was a little bit messy. Um, Megan and I are not linear thinkers. There was a lot of circumscribed speech happening. <laughs> Um, that's for your psych shelf coming up, by the way. <laughs> you need to know that one. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll start out with MS1. Um, first year of medical school. Yes, yeah. first year of medical school. Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah. Um, let's see. I had a big old crush on Megan, um, but Megan was in a relationship and also, I did not have high hopes for dating within the medical school class. Um, so, that was kind of where we started. And then Spring Fling happened, which is our, like, medical school dance that happens every spring. Um, and at Spring Fling, there was some uh, flirtation. There was some fling. There was some, yeah, <laughs> some fun dancing. Um which I um, was very happy about. <laughs> um, and at one point, uh, Megan came up to me um, while we were dancing and said, you guys are so hot, referring to me and Ethan. And I went up to um, Megan's very good friend, Catherine, and was like, what is happening? What is going on? And Catherine was like, I don't think their girlfriend would be very happy about that. And then I went outside and cried about it. Because <laughs> that did not make me feel like a very nice person. <laughs> For context, um, I had been in this like very long and long like being time-wise, also long distance relationship for like years before this. Um, and we had been talking about going open like on and off and on and off throughout the entire time. Our last conversation about going open was right before spring fling. Mm -hmm. So it was on the mind. Yeah. And while I was doing my little my little spring flinging, mm -hmm. um, in my inebriated state, I was like, it, it, it would be so fun to be drunk and flirty right now. <laughs> um, and then I went up to Catherine and I was like, help, I'm being drunk and flirty. Stop this. <laughs> and then Sadie went outside and cried. Oh, yeah, and you wonder why I had no faith in dating within the medical school <laughs> class when this was my experience. <laughs> okay, so Sadie is upset. Megan is like, fun and flingy. Yeah, except for the next day when I woke up and I was like, oh god. <laughs> um, we're gonna have a very, we, like, for, for additional context, we, like, we have class almost every day at that point, and Sadie and I sit basically next to each other. I'm like, I sit like right behind her or something. And I was like, I'm gonna have to change my designated seat in this medical school. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit upstairs. Like, mm -hmm. I, if I see Sadie in the halls, I'm gonna have to like flee for my life or like play mm -hmm. dead or something. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a very awkward, what, like full two weeks or something? Yeah. After Spring Fling. After Spring, after spring Fling. Well, okay. First of all, this seating arrangement was part of how I had um, developed the crush in the first place. And then after spring fling, I was like, not having the best time, I guess. I was a little unhappy about it, but I was determined not to give up my seat. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let this bother yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to be the bigger person, even <laughs> though I'm annoyed and a little upset and sad. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I did that and it was, it was, I would say, mildly awkward. 
We didn't really, we just really we didn't. never talked about, we were like enemies, but like in secret. Yeah. Did you ever acknowledge? No. No. No, absolutely okay. not. I avoided eye contact for a full two weeks, and I think well, that was. Yeah. And that's then, impressive. The yeah. Considering y'all were sitting near each other in our lecture hall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of um, looking at the back of Sadie's head and then looking away. Mm. Yeah. Oh gosh, the tension. <laughs> yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know, I keep my eyes back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, after approximately two weeks-ish of this... Um, Megan got a haircut, which I like to call my gay panic haircut, because Megan got, like, went from, like, shoulder-ish length Mm -hmm. hair to, like, very short, and it filled me. My crush went from crush to full gay panic. Um, (laughs) it's a good haircut, y'all. Uh, yeah, yeah. and so that kind of, it was hard to be annoyed when the the, the crush turned to full gay panic. Yeah, the escalation of this crush. Did it kind of wash away some of those upset feelings you were having? I think I just am not one to hold a grudge for a super long time. And I think it was kind of, it was one of those things where it was like, kind of like a burbling, like, annoyance in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know, spring fling. Yeah. Things happen at spring fling. Things happen. Tincture of time. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe things that happen at sh- the spring fling should stay at spring fling. That was kind of my mindset. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like, nothing, to be fair, nothing significant happened at spring fling. Like, you all were just dancing. Like, I was there. I, at least I think I saw a lot of what happened, and y'all were just dancing. Yeah. But it can be emotional. Well, especially when you already have a crush on someone. Yeah. I feel like when you already uh, have a crush. Emotional dancing. Yeah. <laughs> there was I, was my, dancing. I was being fun, flirty, and a little messy. And you had a crush. Mm. Yeah. And so I was hurt. And then yeah. you got a haircut. And then I was like, well, I can get over it, I guess. Because <laughs> you're really hot. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm doing a hair flip off screen. Yeah. That you can't see (laughs) um yeah and so after this there's a little time skip Mm -hmm. end of the year happens um you know exams we go off to summer break etc okay there's a great uh wlw breakup curse and like what is wlw for those who don't know uh it's women loving women or like more broadly like queer women in our class mm-hmm. the great breakup curse happens I am in one of the people who is in the great breakup <laughs> curse so suddenly post post summer break mm-hmm. I come back to school newly single mm-hmm. um, along with a lot of the WLW in our class which might I add kind of changes the kind of changes the ratio yeah. the odds it changes the dating landscape a little yeah. Bit. yeah crazy <laughs> I want you viewers to know that this podcast that I keep referencing, episode seven, lots of love to give, <laughs> in which there are timestamp recordings of Sadie saying the dating pool is whack, <laughs> happened after the great WWE <laughs> breakup curse. Okay, um, but I'm not a very gossipy person. I was not necessarily aware of all of these things. The facts are facts. All the breakups. <laughs> They happen nonetheless. Yeah, it turns out me not being aware of, like, who has a girlfriend and who doesn't have a girlfriend is a big part of this story. (laughs) Crazy. It's okay to admit that you were wrong. (laughs) Okay, okay, so we come back to school, 
second year medical students now. Lots of people are now single. Dating pool has expanded. That maybe hasn't changed things for Sadie because she wasn't aware that the dating pool <laughs> Yeah, I maybe need to be like slightly more in touch with what's happening in our class. Okay. But but nonetheless, we're starting our like clinical year of rotations. Now what's going on between y'all? Not much. I, we didn't really see each other, right? Cuz Oh, you started on surgery. Didn't yeah, you? I like, did start on surgery. Away. Okay. I was recovering from being newly single. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did you recover? I recovered by being too busy to be sad, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like by the time I was on my surgery rotation, I was like, okay, like it's been it's been months. Mm-hmm. Um, I am gonna I'm gonna rekindle my messy era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna have like. A grand old whole face. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lead people on unhinge. I'm gonna play games, <laughs> and I had a great surgery rotation full of playing games. Yeah, I remember you once telling me how many first dates you were going on. I didn't on really surgery. go on that many first dates. Oh really? Well, I was impressed by whatever you were talking about. <laughs> I went on a series of dates, and there were like not that many first dates in there. I did okay. go on a lot of dates near the end of okay. surgery, yeah. which was like not very well advised like don't don't do that um i think i was riding the high of my slightly messy era mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay so so then how do we get to where we are today fast forward to the time skip second time skip mm-hmm. um now it's it's we left off at like december of 2022 now mm-hmm. it's the new year. We're in 2023. Mm-hmm. It's my birthday. It's February now. <laughs> I'm 25. I've reached my quarter life crisis. I mm-hmm. decide that I am going to throw a fun little party and invite literally all of my friends, mm-hmm. including Sadie, who I haven't talked to that much before all of this. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, there's a lot of time skips mm-hmm. in here in a very classic WLW fashion. There's a lot of pining. So so really, <laughs> up until... Th- we're, so we're now at, like, this past January. like 20- February. Oh, sorry, February. Early February, yeah. Y'all haven't really interacted that much for almost a year since, like, the previous spring fling. When we you had your, your, like, on and off. Dancing. Like, and, like, yeah, we, like, because well, okay. we had, like, mutual friends. We would, like, be at the same events. We probably chat. Like, once a week, like, yeah. in class I, or something. Okay. I love this. It's a slow burn. Slow, slow. Yeah, I guess you're, like, pining from afar. Yeah. My haircut evolves. It gets better. (laughs) Yeah, it does get better, actually. We went back and double-checked. It, the original gay panic haircut was not as good as I remembered (laughs) now in the context of the later better haircuts, but at the time, it was a significant chop. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, we're staying on task. We're staying on timeline. (laughs) Um, we get to the B-Day. We get to the birthday, after which Megan, um ends up at my place and then we start hanging out and then we start hanging out Mm -hmm. from there like pretty continuously we kind of just never stopped hanging out Mm -hmm. um and um this is this is very important that people know that it's february because i specifically am in search of an astro girly (laughs) who can tell me uh, things about astrology because um a lot of the people that i date happen to be born in february um, including Megan and Ethan and my um, most recent previous ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. who actually has the exact same birthday as Ethan. 
<laughs> um, so if anyone would like to like tell me tell me how these dates matter to my life, I know very little about astrology, but I would really love to be read personally. So just like putting my bit out there, if any yeah. astro girlies want to find find me and tell me why yeah. February birthdays seem to end up in my life, that would be great. <laughs> astro girlies also like I I think we should put our our charts in there so that they know. Right. Oh yeah. What's yeah, your yeah. big three? My big three. I'm an Aquarius Leo Leo, which means I'm allowed to be messy, and I'm allowed to play games. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am a Libra Leo Cancer, which means that I find balance in extremes. <laughs> I hope our our timeline is starting to make more sense to you, viewers. This new information. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we haven't even gotten to the, our messiest era yet, which is the um, the situation the situation era. era. Um, yes. Yeah, so we said this this first month hanging out a lot. Like February, March. Yeah, yeah. I did not do I did not do a great job of being a good student on family medicine because I was really busy going on going on a fair number of dates. You were smitten. I was smitten, and I also February is also like it's Valentine's Day. It's my anniversary with Ethan. It's Ethan's birthday. Also, I had a lot to do. Yeah. In February, a lot of romance. Yeah. That needed a lot of love to give. A lot of love to give. A lot of love to give. <laughs> wow, fitting episode title. Um, and then about a month in. In, um, this is the exact one year, one year from Spring Fling. Yeah. Instead of going to Spring Fling again, mm-hmm. we decide to go out in Chapel Hill mm-hmm. instead. And um, we had, you know, some some beverages. Yeah. As one does. Some adult beverages. Uh, in the Spring Fling spirit. spirit. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember this part, so I think Megan should tell it. <laughs> we were like bopping around in Chapel Hill. And Sadie and I had gone off to go, like, scout ahead for, like, locations that we can go to, since we're bar hopping at this Mm -hmm. point. And she turns to me, and she's like, hey, I have a secret. I'm like, okay, what's your secret? Mm -hmm. And she, like, shows me my name in her phone, which she's very dramatically added a little heart next to. And she's (laughs) like, the heart means so much. (laughs) And I, because I... At this point, I'm like, this is fun and casual. Mm-hmm. I'm being messy. I'm playing my little games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hanging out for fun. Sadie had just said that we had been going out on a lot of dates in February. These were not communicated to me as dates. <laughs> mostly because I was like, we're hanging out as friends. And apparently this was, it was not very friendly. Anyway. <laughs> More than friends. More than friends. More than friendly. Um, I feel like I was very explicit. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know that meme that's like, this sign can't stop me because I can't read? <laughs> that was me at this point. <laughs> it's like, I choose to ignore this. Um, but we, she like shows me this like heart in, in her phone. And I'm like, mmm, that's great. I'm going to ignore this and we're going to keep walking. <laughs> we keep walking. We make it maybe like one more block. Mm-hmm. And she turns to me and she's like, Megan, I have a secret. And I'm like, oh God, no more secrets. <laughs> And I'm like, what? What is your secret? And she's like, I love you. And then she falls to the ground. <laughs> I just imagine, like, the I love you, and I'm like, what? Huh? And then, like, suddenly she's on the ground. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Like, this was supposed to be fun and casual. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems that it is not very fun and casual anymore. And so now we, like, officially entered the situationship era. Right, because like we're basically dating at this point, but I'm deciding that it's it's 
no matter what, going to be fun and casual because I said so. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was very explicit this whole time, but I did not, I was not in it for the fun and casual. Mm-hmm. I was in it for something a little more um, structured, a little yeah. more serious. <laughs> not maybe not explicitly like long-term dating, but like that was yeah. the vague like direction I would have preferred things to head in. Maybe it's a commitment and I said a chew. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, terrible. Yeah. Okay, I said a chew with, like, my mouth, and I was like, ew, commitment. But then with my actions, I was like, meeting your sibling and, like, hanging out at your house. Yeah, you were living at my house to the point where your Google Maps identified my apartment as your home rather than your apartment. But it's just fun and casual, y'all. <laughs> and then... How much longer was it, like, uh, till... Like, several more weeks, I think. Till the next birthday party. Yeah. There were a lot of classmates' birthday parties in this in this era. Mm-hmm. And we go to... We, we're, like, getting ready to go to another classmate's birthday party. And I also don't remember this part, so I'm going to let Megan tell it again. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so we're just at this other classmate's birthday party, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what, what part you wanted me to tell all this, um, but once again, Sadie is falling over, and she's like, I'm very clumsy. <laughs> There's a lot of tripping involved, and so I'm like, hello, are you okay? And she turns to me, and she, like, grabs me by the collar, she's like, Megan, I'm like, what? And she, like, pokes me in the chest very deliberately, she's like, you love me. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> And then she, like, falls over again. Was this at the other birthday party? This was, like, before we went to the other birthday party. Okay. Okay. I did not. I did not end up at the, the birthday party. Even if Megan went out without me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. She, she, took a little, she took a little nappy nap. Uh-huh. Ethan and I go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. I wake up the next morning. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't so, remember it. <laughs> yeah, so I was saved. Wow. So you're declaring your feelings and declaring the feelings Megan has for you. Yeah. <laughs> to Megan. I, I'm very feelings aware and Megan is very not feelings aware. So I just kind of did all the work myself. Yeah. Look at you working hard. <laughs> so then what happened? Or I guess like Megan, what what's shifting in you such that now you're on a podcast talking about this entire relationship? Well, I think it makes sense if we just, like, finish. Okay, right Yeah, away. let's finish. Let's, let's finish. finish. There was the situationship era. In we're, which... like, still in the situationship at this at this point, but, like, we're basically in a relationship. Like, we had basically been dating for months, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah, like, like, for all like at least two months. Purposes. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, like, we've been dating. Mm-hmm. Um, like, soon after this, like, Sadie had been asking me to be put on the, the G-Cal for, like probably weeks yeah i just like i like a schedule like your shared gcal yes okay like i just wanted to like know where i was gonna be and know who was gonna be where and like i just i like i like a schedule i also harass ethan to update his gcal regularly because i just feel like my life revolves around the gcal and i like having the people in my life also in the gcal for my own sanity i I love a shared calendar yeah megan felt like it was too Mm relationshipy because this was the situationship era Mm -hmm. and that that would be the relationship era yeah you can't be knowing my comings and goings (laughs) You were just texting them to me anyway. This was just to, for efficiency. For efficiency. 
And I said, so I said no to the Jikal for uh, for weeks and weeks. And then I guess I finally got worn down. I think what happened was my therapist was like, you just need to, you just need to be like, no, the Jikal is like for my sanity. This isn't like a relationship move forward. This is for my brain. And I think I just kind of emphasized that this was like, I just needed this in order to like think yeah, like, this and be is organized. Logistics. Yeah, logistics are very important. And I think emphasizing that made it happen. But I think for you, it was still an emotional step, even though I was trying to emphasize that this was more for like me to function as a human being. No, I was like, we can basically be in a relationship, but like we're not in a relationship. And then once my name goes in the GCAL, yeah, that's like that step. It's like a slippery slide from there, yeah. you know. It mm-hmm. makes it like that one more step to becoming an official or like real thing. Yeah, but I hold out. I hold out, viewers. I try to play my games for probably another month after that. Wow. And then my therapist helps. Go to therapy, kids. <laughs> I guess gives great advice. I I want everyone to know that I said that line in our original recording. <laughs> I think I said therapy is great. Kids go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> My therapist was like, you should, you you know, Megan, you should be empowered to play games. That's how <laughs> your therapist th- said. You are lying. <laughs> My therapist said it's important to be true to your emotions, and if you're figuring things out, then that's, you know, you're valid. And I said, Bestie, I'm an Aquarius Leo Leo. <laughs> I'm about to play games. <laughs> yeah, how well did that work for you? Let's end this. Let's go to the, the final stage of this becoming a relationship, <laughs> which is that... I was like, I was having, this is, and it's another thing where my therapist, I was having a whole conversation with my therapist about this. Really, therapists are so important. So important. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm really stressed about this because I really want to know that I matter to Megan. And, but I don't want to push them into something that they're not ready to do because as was mentioned earlier, they were not that far off of a breakup with someone who they had been with for six years. Yeah. And so I was trying to like walk this balance. Yeah. And that same night, I was basically like, I can't handle this anymore. Like I need to know that I, I at some point there's like a line of like, I need to know yeah. that I am valued in this relationship as much as I value the relationship. Um, and I was maybe feeling a little overdramatic. <laughs> and I was trying to make it known that you were valued in this relationship without explicitly saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you gotta use your words. Like, that words are so important. And so I decided to take a page out of Megan's book and not use my words. Wow. And so basically what I, sa- what I said was, I can't do this anymore. And then I took off the necklace that was theirs that I had been wearing for Ooh. like a month. And I dropped it on the table in front Symbolic. of them. And then left. Wow. And just walked away. Wow. What a, what a statement. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then Megan. And then I decided to be an adult and use my words. Yeah. Did you chase after Sadie? No. (laughs) (laughs) You just stared at this necklace on the table. I did after. No, no, no. Hold on. You you had walked off dramatically before. You were still wearing the necklace. Yeah. And then you came back. And I was like, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give this like some space. Yeah. There's gonna be a little bit of space. And then if Sadie wants to talk about it, she will tell me what's wrong. Mm. 
No, I needed to be asked what was wrong. I was mad that you didn't ask me what was wrong. So then you're like, this necklace has got to come off. Yeah, I was like, I can't do this. You don't even care what's wrong. This is terrible. I was like, clearly you're, you're like, upset about something, but I'm not going to push because, like, you know, I'm giving you your space. I, they, they tell us to do this in patient interviews, you know? Like, the, the silence. The silence. I was John Robertsing you. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> John Roberts is one of our like our main educators, <laughs> and he's he's well known for specifically because he also teaches like classes classes to other medical educators on how to teach, yeah. and he's well known for like teaching our professors that like you have to wait, you have to like yeah. give it a solid thirty seconds in lecture after you ask a question before you move on mm-hmm. because like that's how long it takes for someone to like get up the courage to talk in an empty silent room and whatever. Yeah. But Megan and I have really use the term Johns Robertsing. <laughs> Every single time we're trying to get the other one to talk about something, this has become like a theme. Dr. Roberts is a force in your relationship. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Honestly, Dr. Roberts should come on this podcast. He'd be a great relationship oh advisor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you tried to John Roberts the situation. I tried to John Roberts the situation. The situation could not be John Roberts. <laughs> Sadie, like, very dramatically drops my necklace in my palm oh, and leaves. Wow, okay. She's like, I can't do this anymore. Puts a necklace in my palm. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> and so then I decide to put my, like, big boy pants on. Mm-hmm. And then use my words like an adult or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, hi, can we talk about this? Like, why are you upset? And then we talked about it, and now we're dating. Wow. So, so in Sadie kind of communicating with you, Megan, the way you seem to prefer communication, which is through the lack of words, um, with this bold statement, did that help, like, solidify for things for you, or somehow turn this, like, for you mentally from a situationship to a relationship? No, I think, so I... Throughout this whole thing, I so I'm like a very actions oriented person. Mm-hmm. I I like my words, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout this entire thing, like you know, like Sadie's great. Was hanging out with her all the time. You know, I was like, my Google Maps had assigned her apartment as my apartment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like through all of this hangout, we I was like catching feelings already. Yeah, and then the feelings were there, but I was like this sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> this know? sign can't stop me because I can't talk. <laughs> what that same difference. And so I just, I was like, you know, the feelings are there, but I'm not willing for this to be a relationship. I still want it to be fun and casual because I'm committed to having my, uh, what was it? My... Your hoe era. My hoe era. Mm-hmm. Which was unsuccessful before, and I guess still kind of remains unsuccessful. Because you just ended up in another long-term relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I made it messy, okay? I was successfully messy. Uh-huh. And I accomplished one goal. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so, like, I, we were doing all these relationshipy things, and I was, like, obviously in love with you, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna say it. We're not gonna be in a relationship. We're just gonna, like, keep on keeping on, and it'll be fun and casual, except, like, it's not fun and it's not casual. <laughs> it's still fun! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, it was fun, except for when we were both distressed about the fact that we weren't in a relationship for, like, entirely different reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, like, so, to answer, to answer your question, like, things were basically already solidified before yeah. that. I just, like, didn't want it to be official. Okay. You're kind of just, like, trying to ignore that. Yeah. But once you opened yourself up to that... I think, it, I think, as Megan said, Megan is a very actions-oriented person, mm-hmm. and I think it required a significant action on wow. my part wow. to be like, no, this is actually, these words are, because for me, yeah. words are very important, yeah. labels are very important, yeah. and I think... Yeah, I was wait. like, I'm walking your dog without you. That's mm-hmm. true. Right? Yeah. I am picking you up from, like, class or whatever. I took you to the urgent care. Oh, yeah, you your... took, she took me to the urgent care when I was having cardiovascular collapse <laughs> and i was like we are in a relationship like we don't have to say it like for all intents and purposes yeah. you know yeah but for you sadie the labels matter like that's yeah an important thing it did have know. to be said so so in some ways it's like okay we have like the stability and like realness of a real relationship through actions satisfying megan and now we have the like label to go along with it which yeah. is making sadie happy yeah Oh, I love it. Yeah, it all worked out. And I think once we, like, got... There is was definitely some, like, communication-style differences and stuff that mm-hmm. were kind of hurdles at the beginning. But once we got through that, I think we actually worked very well. There was just some, like... I don't know. I feel like there's always a part in the beginning of any relationship where there's, like, a rocky part where yeah, two people are still figuring sure. each other out and, like, whatever. Yeah. And I think that once we got over that, yeah. it has been very good since yeah yeah the situationship era was terrible i hate the situationship era the situationship era was so good for anna's podcast <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> so well it sounds like you really drew it out megan i feel like a lot of relationships have to have some degree of situationship right until you like define the relation like even dylan and i you know we had i don't know if we'd call it a situationship but there was a month or so where we were like oh i guess we're kind of seeing each other having fun there's no labels and there was angst because i was like does he realize that we're actually dating or does he just think we're becoming friends like i don't know you know yeah yeah this was two months yeah megan you were drawing it that long it felt interminable (laughs) and actually part two of my astro girlies question the day that Megan and I started dating is also the day that me and Ethan, like, first started hanging out. Like, it's they're both on 420, and I also need to know what that date means. So, once again, Astro Girlies, reach out to me, please. Yeah. I'm dying to know things about the stars. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I just want to add that instead of, throughout this entire situationship era, I was like, in deep crisis about like the nature of how Sadie's relationship works and like all of this stuff and like how I would fit into her life and like what is going on and mm-hmm. so I would just sit there and listen to her podcast episode like we would hang out I would have a crisis I would go home I would listen to this podcast episode mm-hmm. and we would hang out and then I would have a crisis, and I would go home, and I would listen to this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. To the point where we just, we looked it up previously. Yeah. And on Spotify, so so it's not that bad, it's only on Spotify alone, (laughs) I make up 10% of the total listens to this episode. (laughs) That's real love. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on the graph of the pot, like, I can see when the episodes were listened to and how many times per date. So, like, Sadie's episode came out in the fall of 2022. Then throughout this past spring, like, months after, like, each day for, like, a week, there's, like, (laughs) one listen, one listen, one listen. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I wonder who just was listening to this episode on repeat. Megan. 
It was me. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you so glad that there was a tool available? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, more people should go on this podcast. It's better. I Listen, it's better than the apps. It's better than um, swimming around in the whack dating pool. <laughs> you just got to put all your information out there for all your classmates to hear. And then the right one will appear from the ether. Yep. It turns out I just needed to use just the right bait. <laughs> this is a terrible metaphor. I think I've lost the plot. Am I a fish? <laughs> Wasn't that the whole thing about the pool? And mm. never mind. It's a dating pool. There are fish. Oh, oh. Isn't that the whole? Like, there's many fish in the sea. Am I mixing yeah. my metaphors? Am I going insane? Oh, God, is the phrase dating pool? I don't. I've never imagined that as a literal pool like in my mind like I never pictured the pool and then the people in it available for dating I was like just a phrase oh but I like the way I like the direction you've taken I feel like I'm more like a stray cat that was on the street and then wandered into your apartment one day and then was like yep I'm not leaving I mean we've we've talked about how your type is bossy by women who will find you and kidnap you Astro girlies, help me. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> wow, great. Well, thank you for explaining that whole timeline. Yeah, the the tale that that is now told. Yeah, yeah. the tale that keeps on giving to this podcast. Man, this we have just like some great mixed metaphors today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sylvie. Sylvie said your metaphors are trash. (laughs) No, it was yours! (laughs) One thing I'm wondering, and I feel like we talked about this in your previous episode, is about, like, Sadie, how you manage, like, polyamorous relationships and how you, like, balance your time between multiple partners and just, like, making that work. So, if it's alright, I'd love to ask more about, like, how you all are you know, working this. Yes, I figured there was going to be a logistics segment of this podcast. (laughs) Um, I cannot speak highly enough of Google calendars. (laughs) GCal runs my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, especially early on, I had to, like, sit down and be like, we're all sharing Google calendars Mm -hmm. and we're scheduling when I'm at different people's houses. And for a little bit, it felt like I was the child of divorced parents where I was like... (laughs) going back and forth and like whatever um but now we've kind of like gotten into a flow and um just for like convenience I think the three of us are mostly at my place um which is why uh my place shows up as home in Megan's uh google maps which I think is really funny my phone has assigned Sadie's apartment as my house and the VA as my work (laughs) and my apartment just like is in the ether (laughs) yeah that's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, and honestly, at this point, I think it's been going on long enough that we kind of just have a flow of, like, whatever, like, works best for the three of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Google calendars. Google calendars and just a lot of communication and, like, working on, I don't know. I think you just have to be, like, emotionally aware of what your partner's needs are. Yeah. And prioritize spending time with them, but honestly, I hate being alone. Yeah. This is my fatal flaw, is that I just, like, simply do not enjoy doing literally anything alone. Mm-hmm. And so, it's honestly kind of nice, because, like, even when one of them is busy, probably the other one's not, and, like, <laughs> we can go study together, or, like, whatever. Um, it's mm-hmm. great. Okay. That's really good. 
Um, is this, like, your first time being in, like, a polyamorous relationship, like, with another person with Ethan? With Ethan, yeah. Okay, okay. And how is, I guess he's not here to talk about it, but how is... He's having a great time. He loves having a third person to, like, cook for and play video games with Mm -hmm. and, like, chat. Yeah. Like, he really enjoys it, and they go on, like, boys' nights out together sometimes (laughs) when I am too tired. Like, they are very good friends and, like, hang out a lot. Um, Okay, that was my next question. So, Megan, have you ever been in, like, a polyamorous situation before? No. I've actually, like, like I said before, have been in this very long-term relationship. Yeah. Before all of this. Yeah. Like, from high school to now, essentially. Um, I've had, like, plenty of poly friends, so I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is not an issue, but... Yeah. Yeah. So how's it been for you, then? Oh, it's been great. Mm -hmm. The, like, the, the, um... If Sadie is busy and, like, I can just go watch whatever. Ethan and I have similar taste in TV, I think, so we can watch shows that Sadie doesn't like. Ooh. Yes. Which is great. Perfect. Yes. I went to bed early last night, and y'all were watching something on Netflix. Yeah, we watched Kunk on Earth. It's very what? dumb. Kunk on Earth? Yeah, it's kind of like a British mockumentary <laughs> about, like, world history. But it's, like, oh. it's very British humor, which I think you would not like. I like British humor. I just don't like in like things that are like embarrassment humor, and I feel oh, like yeah. that's like a lot of the setup of her interview style is that. Okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been fun. The shared wardrobe. Ethan's clothes are great. Yeah. We are about also, the same size. All three of us are like approximately within the same size size range. So it's just one closet. Just one wardrobe. Just yeah. one wardrobe, which is so convenient. Mm-hmm. I have access to so many clothes, and yeah. the two of us are the same shoe size. So it really oh my gosh. expanded. Wow, my wardrobe yeah. options. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's even awesome. I have like the same taste in beer. It's great. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they go climbing together a lot. Oh really? You I have a type. Them. I do have a type. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not, I feel like this is not that surprising. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so awesome. That's so awesome to hear. Yeah. So, Megan, do you mourn your toxic My toxic single era? era, I guess? No, I don't mourn my toxic single. Well, <laughs> there's plenty of room to be more toxic, I think. Yeah. I am still polyamorous. Like, you could go still have a toxic era if you wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, I'm feeling very fulfilled, so I don't think I need to go have a toxic single era right now, but... <laughs> Aw, that's so sweet! <laughs> You're like, I'm so emotionally fulfilled, I don't have to be toxic! <laughs> that's how that works, I think! <laughs> wow. That's great. How's it been in, like, a new relationship while on rotations? Uh, I did not do very well on OBGYN, um, which is fine, Mm because I don't want to do OBGYN. Yeah. Um, Or pass fail for a reason. Yes, yes. Uh, But besides that, it's been pretty good. It's actually really nice, because we're both in the hospital, right? We, like, we, like drive to work together, and we'll, like, get lunch together sometimes, or go, like, meet each other. (laughs) Meet each other in the Panera. Um get, you know, Starbucks, whatever, and we can also study together, mm-hmm. which is really, really nice. Yeah. I'm someone who needs, like, a very large amount of peer pressure to study, mm. and so it has been nice having someone do work next to me, which forces me to also do work. Wow. That's good. That's ideal. I get too distracted when I'm studying with other people. I just end up wanting to talk to them the entire time. 
So that's yeah. good. That it's a motivating force. Yes. I think Megan and I have fairly fairly similar studying styles. Okay. Um, which also makes it easier. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing for me, I've like, you know, been in a relationship with Dylan for so long. Not to say that I don't get butterflies or anything, Dylan, if you're listening. But, um, <laughs> you know, in the early days of a relationship, I feel like I was so, like, consumed with the thought of him and just, like, imagining what he's doing. And, you know, like, my mind was, like, not focused, right? So how, like, if that's been a thing for you, I guess, has it been? And then how do you like perform as a med student or like be in an OR and like focus on your suturing while (laughs) you know I think it depends I think when I'm in like a clinical scenario where I'm like being helpful it's very easy to focus on a patient like that's one of the reasons I went into medicine is that when you're doing stuff it's like you're very engaged and like it's really hard to not to not be focused on the patient in front of you and Mm -hmm. like how to help them um but as a medical student there's also a fair amount of just like weird waiting around downtime where you're waiting for your preceptor or your resident or whatever and like i do definitely use that downtime to daydream a little bit or (laughs) you schedule your daydreaming (laughs) yeah well also like we can also sometimes go like get a coffee together or whatever in the hospital when that kind of stuff is happening which is really nice um yeah i think Yeah, being a medical student is weird. Your schedule is really weird because sometimes everything is intense on and you're like, your brain has to be there. And sometimes you have all of this weird dying time where you're just waiting for someone to tell you you're allowed to go home. Yeah. (laughs) So you gotta just like, like save up your daydreaming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say that this is the first time in a very long time that someone that I'm dating is like physically here. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's been nice. Um, I think that, like, is also helping me just focus more at school, because then I'm like, oh my god. And then I can go, like, once school is over, I can go hang out with my partner, who is here! Mm-hmm. It's crazy! <laughs> hi, Sylvie! <laughs> Sylvie's coming out to say hi. I'm so excited. She didn't come out during my episode, so okay. I'm extra excited. I've been working hard on trying to get her to be more chill around other people who aren't me. I feel like this year, she's just more intensely been bonding to me, which is nice for me, but sometimes sad for other people. So we're working on sharing the love. Yeah. You're too monogamous, Sylvie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's it like not being in a long-distance relationship? It's, like, very odd. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Um... But I, in the beginning at least, I was like, oh, like I had to find all this like scheduled time to go hang out with Sadie whenever. But then I was like, wait, Sadie lives five minutes away from me. Yeah. I can do whatever I want all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's been cool. I feel like we, like, even when we were first just like hanging out, spent a lot of time together, mm-hmm. which was very weird to me, but it was like super nice because, especially like with long distance you like miss a lot of like the the cuddles and like the just casual physical uh, affection that i feel like physical touch is like one of my top love languages but then it's like kind of fallen to the wayside because i'm like well yeah can't do that so i can't let it matter that much yeah whatever i mean bad things for my (laughs) relationship this is why um all it took to get you to have feelings was just to play with your hair a little bit that's not true ethan made me dinner and i was like oh this is so nice (laughs) yeah that's true also ethan does 
he does like basically all of the cooking for me. Oh my gosh. Um, he loves cooking. Cooking is like very much his like that's how he regains energy at the end of a day. Oh my gosh. Um, which is great. That's nice. Yeah. It gave me energy. Um, and so he'll like at at night he'll like make me overnight oats and like pack my lunch from like leftovers from dinner. And Megan has been experiencing the joys of having someone else do the cooking a little bit. Maybe not to the extreme that, like, I do, but, like... You're not getting your lunch made every day, Megan? No, I get, like, several very tasty meals per week that I don't have to cook myself. Which yeah. is so great, because I like to eat. I Like, I can cook, right? Like, I cook my own food, but, like... It's so much work to just cook all the stuff when all I want to do is eat. Mm-hmm. But Ethan loves to cook, and he's a really good cook. Like, 10 out of 10. Mm. Um, So it's great. Yeah. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a nice thing about being in a relationship that has three people in it, is that we have slightly different skill sets, and there's just, like, more ways to spread out who does what, and, Mm -hmm. like, like, Ethan hates driving. And I... I'm not very good at driving. <laughs> so Megan does most of the driving. <laughs> um, and, like, also it, like, means that we can spread out who, like, who walks Helix, because Helix, it's Helix is my dog, uh, <laughs> likes to be walked, like, three times a day. And Oh, that's a lot of walking. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's nice, because now multiple people can take him on walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I should probably, I think we did want to, like, specifically want to talk about Helix. Did we? Yes. Helix is monogamy. Oh, yeah. Um, as we were talking about with Sylvie being monogamous earlier, Helix is my dog and is very much my dog. Like, even I got him together <laughs> during first year, but, like, he very much imprinted on me as, like, yeah. his person and would sometimes, like, like bark at Ethan when oh he would, like, gosh. go sit down next to me on the couch and stuff like that. And we've been working on this behavior for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it was getting better until Megan entered the picture. <laughs> and then Ethan was like, oh my god. Or not Ethan, wow. A Helix was like, oh my god, another person I must defend Sadie from. <laughs> and so there's been a long process of training Helix that actually Megan is allowed to be there. Yeah. Um, and it's always very funny because he's totally fine not around me. Like, if I'm not home, mm-hmm. Megan can just, like, walk in and he, like, won't bark, won't get up That's off the couch. Yeah, it's only when I'm there. Wow. I dog sat also for, like, a couple days over spring break and mm-hmm. he was my best friend. Like, he was so sweet. And also at the beginning of all of this, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then you were like... I love you. And he was like, no. (laughs) He was like, how dare you? Yeah. He doesn't like that other people get my affection. He was like, you were mine alone. Yeah, yeah. So we're still working on Helix jealousy. Mm -hmm. But everybody gets jealous sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You'll you'll work through it. He's slowly becoming my best friend again. Yeah. I think. We took him to Eno today, which is, like, a local... Like, state park. State park. Yeah. Um, and he loved that. Okay. And the three of us went with him and splashed around in the water. Uh And I think that earned you some points with Helix. Yeah. Yeah. Slow and steady. Yeah. I got floor cuddles with him the other day. It was great. Yeah. Fell asleep on the stairs. (laughs) I got tricked by your dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. This is such a beautiful story. <laughs> wow. I'm, like, just flattered that my podcast played a little role in, in 
helping this beautiful love story come together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad. See, you can go on this podcast and mm-hmm. then you can fall in love. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. amazing. So, you know, if you're looking for love at Duke Medical School, you should, you should come be on this podcast. Yeah. Despite or the fact that the dating pool in our school is whack. Or if you was, there's <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> I've had guests from other medical schools. If if you're listening and you don't go to Duke and you go somewhere else, you could you could be on the podcast and then share it with your entire class. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Find love. Oh, do you want to talk about the trials and tribula- tribulations of trying to use the apps as an ace person? Oh my god. Oh wait, wait, actually that's a great idea. Let's talk more about the single <laughs> era. <laughs> what were you doing? How did it go? Um, I am ace. Ace means asexual. Okay. Um, in my specific case, I think I'm more on the gray ace demi spectrum, um, which also for the listeners out there, like, gray ace is, like, a huge umbrella term that encompasses, like, all ends of the asexual spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, demi is short for demisexual, which for some people is, like, you don't necessarily become attracted Mm-hmm. to other people at all unless there's some sort of like prior existing emotional slash whatever connection. I was originally on all the apps and then I realized it's a wasteland on all the apps. So mm-hmm. I only kept Hinge I think out of all of those. As an ace person trying to have a fun flirty single era through these apps is a literal nightmare. Especially mm-hmm. as like a demi ace person yeah. because then I have to have like some sort of like you know, like, fun, extended, bantery conversation with these people through the app mm-hmm. before I'm like, uh, I guess I'll, like, I guess I'll go on a date with you. Like, I don't, like, you know, it's, like, hard swiping through people, too, when I'm like, yeah. I don't care until we, like, become friends. Or, yeah, like, or until there's, like, more of an emotional connection and yeah. it's hard to form that on an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did learn last night it doesn't take that much. It doesn't take that much, but, like, still, like, the apps in particular, like, having to have the same, like, what's your favorite color conversation, and then, like, waiting five days for a response, and then, like, having to talk to, like, 18 people at once, it's just, it's too much. Ew. Would you signal on the apps that you're ace? I think, I think the apps do say that I'm ace. Okay. It's, like, a, like, a deal breaker for some people, so I like to put it on there. Yeah. Yeah. So then how would you... I guess none of those app relationships ever really panned out. But, like, how would you go from the apps to, like, a date? It's, I mean, it's hard, too, because, like, at this point, I've now realized that, like, whatever. Like, I'll go on first dates with people, sure. But then, like, it it would take me probably, like, the first one to two dates to kind of evaluate whether I one, like you at all, and two, am attracted to you at all. Yeah. Which, like, is not the timeline that most people have. Yeah. So it just kind of, I feel like it feels kind of weird for the other person in particular. hmm I don't like the apps because I feel like my interaction is very, um, malleable. And on apps, I, f- I have noticed in the past when I, I don't use the apps anymore because I just, like, they're, they're way too much work for such little yield. Um, especially when you already have, like, people who you like. Like, doing the, like, filtering of the apps is just not worth it. I feel like I'm going to have to go on a podcast again in, like, a year and retract that statement after what happened last time. But anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, 
on the apps. I always like, we're gonna get Sadie a new partner through the apps, yes. so we can do this. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I always feel like when I'm going through the apps, I start rating people like the way I would rate them on like Instagram or something, where I'm like, mm. like out of ten in this like very like superficial scale of like, like how hot would you be in Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. But like in person. Mm-hmm. how attractive someone can be is like so much on their like mannerisms and like the way they talk and if they're smart and if they're funny and if they like communicate in a similar way to you and yeah. so many other things um so yeah I don't I don't think it's the same it's just maybe why apps never work for me because I feel like on the apps that I'm not as good as like sussing out mm-hmm what things I value in, like, even in just, like, a purely, like, who I find attractive sense, because they're not necessarily something you can see on the app, right? You can just get the, like, physical, static look at them. Yeah. And also, some people are, like, really not photogenic and are very attractive (laughs) in real life. Yeah. (laughs) I like that there are videos, though. That did not exist when I was on the app. There's voice prompts now, too. Ooh. People use them for terrible impressions and, like... What would you say? They're they're just like impressions of the characters. They're like here's why? my like whatever voice. Why? Why I don't did, know. Why does why is that necessary for <laughs> men on the apps do lots of strange things? Someone to love. I don't know. I like that they have the voice prompts though. Yeah. Because Yeah, what if yeah. Someone, it lets you screen voices? What if someone has a terrible voice? Oh no, yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. My like threshold for getting the ick is very low. What's like one Thing that first comes to mind that gives you the ick. I remember at one point you were talking about a date you went on and you were on like the third date or something. Yeah. And the girl was like, I would really like to see you again. And you're like, you got the ick because she like said that to you in person and that was No, this was the first date. Okay. And she said, I would like to see you again or something and like, I would like to give you my number so that I can see you again. And I'm like, no. That gave you the ick? That gave me the ick. Why? I don't know. It was just, like, at the end of the date or something, and I was like... Ugh. Would it have been better if they had, like, then messaged you after the date? I think so. And said, like, hey, that was a lot of fun. This is really funny, remember. given that you're dating me, who is the most crazy, intense... Yeah. Like, we're gonna be dating right now kind of person. I told you, this is why we had the entire extended situationship yeah. era. Well, before we were dating, Sadie was like... We need to figure out these G cows, and I was like, "That's too relationshipy." Mm-hmm. I refuse to do that. Yeah, and then we did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because I was getting very stressed about not knowing when I was going to be where. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a medical student. I need to know my schedule. It's like yeah. I can't just be bouncing around. You're like, if it's not on the schedule, it's not happening. I feel like that's just a really good way to show that relationships that form out of people you already know. Like, they can have such a different trajectory. It's not all selfies. Like, I have the ick now. Of this person? Of this person. Because they're all selfies? Because they're all selfies. I think that that would give me the ick. It was all selfies. Also, these are very good selfies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sometimes, like, the voice prompts give me the ick. Or sometimes they, like... I don't know. If you're, like... If your prompts are, like, kind of funny-ish, but not in the right way, I'm like, ew. This is why I could never use Hinge. If, if you ask me what my favorite color is within the first ten messages, I get the ick. Do people do that? People do that. Why? That's like the least important thing. Awful. They're Why like, don't they ask you questions based off of your profile? I mean, they do, but then like, and then they have no more questions. And they have no more questions. Oh well, then they're not a very curious person, and you shouldn't talk to them anyways. <laughs>
Yeah, I guess yeah. I don't get the ick. This yeah. is just reasonable. Okay, what were we actually going to talk about? Uh, kissing the homies. Kissing the homies. Okay. Do you want to explain kissing the homies? Because it usually happens after I die. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, that's what, that's what we call it. That's what we call it when um, I uh, can no longer go out. <laughs> Either because you were too sleepy or you were unwell. How do I explain kissing the homies? You you just start. Just start talking. Okay, so um, this was especially when we were in our like chaotic, uh, let's see like what rumors we can get our class. Like I want to know what our classmates think of this situation, yeah. right? Because our classmates are from this pod, guys. Most of them, I believe, are aware of the fact that Ethan and I are polyamorous and open. Yeah. Um, and uh, at some point, I no, think there th- were like whispers of like poor Ethan rumors that we wanted. Yeah, to because sell. we went to that. We went to a, a, a birthday party of our classmates, mm-hmm. and we're like very publicly together. Together, and there were whispers of poor Ethan rumors, and we were like, "This will not stand." Ethan hates poor Ethan rumors. Oh. He because it like. It makes him feel like he doesn't have any, like, agency. Yeah. Or, like, people think of him as not having any agency or that I'm taking advantage of him, which is just, like, not true. Like, he is very happy with this situation and is, like, very happy for me and is, like, loves having Megan, like, around and in our life and stuff like that. Um, And then, so we made a plan. And the plan was at the next classmate's birthday party, um, Ethan and Megan would look more publicly together. Um, and now, this is just, that was how the kissing the homies started, right? Just kissing, you know, your friends for fun. Okay. Who doesn't love a good smooch? Yeah. Um, and then this just became a running joke of, like, anytime we're somewhere new and we can tell that other people are trying to figure out what all of our relationships are to each other, we just make jokes about kissing the homies and it's like, we're all just friends. We just kiss sometimes. Like, friends do. Yeah. There was also, when we were in Asheville... Oh yeah, over we, the long we went to Asheville over Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. and we went on this like canyoneering trip where we're like rappelling down a waterfall. Whoa. It was super! Cool. It was really fun. Um, but we went with these other people. Um, it was like the three of us are two like guides, and then like two other people. Mm-hmm. And so like Sadie and Ethan went down the waterfall first. You go two by two, mm-hmm. and so I'm like waiting for the next round to go and I'm like chatting with the other people who came on the trip with us yeah and they're like wow like they I'm so glad that they're such great friends that they like look out for each other and I was like yep the friendship is really strong over there (laughs) you're just homies that kiss sometimes (laughs) yeah love a great friend Uh uh-huh uh-huh and now it's just become a running joke I think like yesterday too when the guy was like so, oh, yeah. so sad that you're third willing so hard and we're like mm-hmm. yeah friendship Interesting. <laughs> yeah did you notice that like being in public if you're the three of you like people all the time all the time look well people will like it's it's more just that like um i think the three of us are just generally kind of chatty people mm-hmm. like to make friends yeah. like to meet people and because of that what will happen is like we'll be having a conversation and to like right no one assumes a polyamorous relationship that is like so far from the like norm of most americans everyday life that especially like here like being i know north carolina like durham area is more like progressive but still we're like in the south yeah people jump to that yeah um and because of that 
it's just people will make like weird assumptions or like they're like jumping through these mental hoops rather than like yeah. seeing what's actually in front of them. Yeah, like lots. There's like I don't know. I don't know what their assumptions are. I can just tell that they're making assumptions, <laughs> and then I have to clarify. Yeah, and um, because of that, kiss the homies is sort of a running joke. But yeah. also, like we have noticed in the hospital that we, like, refer to each other in different ways depending on the conversation just mm-hmm. to, like, not have to explain things. Yeah. Like, calling Megan calling the Ethan and I their roommate. Oh. Or, like, if it's in the context of something, like, school-related, like, saying classmate or stuff, stuff like that. Because, like, I don't want to have to explain to every random resident attending, mm-hmm. like, people who are going to grade me yeah. my relationship structure and my, like queer complicated yeah everything like yeah. right that's just like not something that everyone needs to know yeah and but it's the kind of thing where like if i talk about how like oh my partner is a cl- is my classmate and then i later say oh my partner like works at duke they're gonna get confused yeah but, like it's questions <laughs> will arise in their mind yeah. and so like it's sometimes just easier mm-hmm. to like use other relationships that we have with each other mm-hmm. when we're talking in groups um can't wait to be co-residents. It's gonna be great. It's a good label. <laughs> yeah, my co-resident. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Do you? I don't know. I feel like a therapist. How does that make you feel? Um, you? I think sometimes I find it stressful, just because like it doesn't fall out of my mouth as easily. Like, um, especially because Ethan and I have been together for. A while. Yeah. I'm very used to just being able to say like partner or boyfriend. Yeah. And so I sometimes trip myself up in the street, and it, it is a little stressful to like have to think about it more because, well, I'm not like, especially at the hospital, I'm not like particularly worried about anyone like being terrible about it. Yeah. It's more just like I don't want to have to like reveal all of that information about myself all the time. Yeah. Um, and so it's like not. I don't know. I I can't like. Right, like, my relationship is not the standard relationship, and it is not reasonable of me to, like, ask other people to change their, like, standard expectations when, like, this is something that is really not very common, mm-hmm. but it's more just kind of annoying. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, a little, like, irritation, yeah. I think. Um, and I think it's harder when it comes to, like, family. Yeah. Like... I think of the the sets of parents, my parents are the only ones that know. Mm. Because my parents have known that I am polyamorous for a while, like since yeah. college. Um, and have seen me be with like multiple people at the same time. And But even still, my dad's first question, like the first question out of his mouth was, and how does Ethan feel about this? Mm-hmm. Is Ethan okay? Because my parents love Ethan. Yeah. Like adore Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Ethan was always just like, that's so annoying. Like... Mm-hmm. Of course I have agency in this situation. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's not like this happened without him knowing about it. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, you, you know, forming this new relationship, he had no part to play, or yeah. you never thought about him or considered him throughout I feel like it also casts me in a bad light, like, that yeah. I am, like, taking advantage of him or, like, not considering his feelings. Yeah. I and, mean, like, of course, we've been talking about this this whole time. That was yeah. what our whole relationship was founded on. And, like... I, it casts me in a bad light also, right? Like... Then that just makes me look like I'm homewrecking for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all three of us are, like, affirmatively, positively enjoying being in this relationship structure. It's more other people's, like, concerns and assumptions that are yeah. annoying. And I think part of the whole thing of, like, us, like, 
liking like stirring the pot and playing with like the rumors and stuff is like taking that thing that is like irritating and like making it fun for us because yeah. we know it's going to happen anyway so why not make it something that like we have slightly more control over of yeah. and like we're shaping that narrative rather than having it just be shaped for us yeah would you rather people rather than them guessing or being like I wonder what's going on would you rather if they just like straight up asked you yeah or would that be like too much confrontation about it I think the thing is is that anyone who would have the uh guts to straight up ask me is probably someone who already know that kind of relationship exists and like yeah would be more accepting of it like I wouldn't expect someone who would be like really uh, like upset about it or against it to straight up ask me yeah and I think there's like you do have to kind of read the room in terms of like don't ask me while I'm in like a work room and like people who I don't know can hear and like I, I feel cornered and like mm-hmm. can't leave the situation but like yeah like if it's I think it's always better to like clarify and communicate rather than just like make assumptions mm-hmm. I think that's or really... like past judgment yeah yeah and especially if your assumptions about what's going on are, like, negative. Yeah. Like, it's better to clarify, mm-hmm. I think. And something, I've, I don't know, I've talked to um, my partners about before is that, like, in the hospital, I think that in, in any, like, academic setting, there is this, like, culture of, like, you have to be the most up-to-date on, like, all the woke terms and, like, mm-hmm. understand everything. And so, like, in the hospital, I almost don't want to bring it up because, like, people are going to ask me a lot of questions and, like, ask me, like, oh, like, what's the term for that? And, like, like, how does that make you feel? And, like, all of this stuff. And, like, in a setting where, like, I don't necessarily have control over, like, who can hear me or if I can leave or, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. And, like, me doing, like, a lot of teaching that I didn't necessarily want to do in that moment. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, if I were back home, because I grew up in a very rural area in upstate New York that is not particularly progressive. As I said, I was dating two people and they were both fine with it. No one would bat an eye. They'd just be like, yeah, okay, as long as everybody's happy, like, whatever. Yeah. And, I don't know, I think there's something more exhausting about being in a setting where, like, people are gonna make a big deal out of it Mm -hmm. and, like, want to be very visibly supporting you. That's like, I just don't want to talk about it. (laughs) It's just simply easier to say, like, classmate or roommate or whatever. Yeah. And especially if, for folks that, you know, you're talking to, if they don't know anyone else who's poly and it is more of a novel thing for them even if they support it it's just like less of a familiar thing so they're like now now is my chance to be supportive like I can be a supportive classmate or you know supervisor or whatever but I can imagine how that would be like onerous for you too you're like I'm just trying to write this note (laughs) like I'm I'm just I and the other thing is that like I like the like sort of collegial atmosphere of like right we're a team and we're working together and it's nice to be welcomed onto a team and like have them ask questions about your personal life and get to actually know you yeah and I think it just gets hard when your personal life is something that is like requires an explanation yeah and requires teaching and I maybe should just get better at it because right as residents we're going to be required to do teaching all the time Mm -hmm. on many a topic yeah so like there's that but I don't know I think when it's your identity it's harder to be asked to do that teaching all the time even when you weren't really 
in the mood yeah. to be an educator yeah. that day. Yeah. Like, I think, I imagine if it's like, oh, Sadie, you're giving a chalk talk on Friday about, like, queer health or something. Yeah. You know, then you're like, great, I can prepare this talk. If I want to talk about my personal life at all, I can, but I don't have to. You know, it's yeah. like a planned thing. Google Calendar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, your calendar. I love a good Google Time Calendar. teaching. Um, but yeah, if it's spur of the moment or like literally every week when you have a new team or a new attending and they want to do introductions, I can see how that would be annoying. You're like, you know, I just have like 10 seconds to introduce myself. I don't need to establish my entire relationship structure, <laughs> yeah. you know, and have a moment where everyone like claps for me. Yeah. Like, even though it's nice, I imagine that they're supportive. That's, yeah. still, that's a lot. And I'm not saying that like, I'm never willing to do that. Like I have explained it to like one of my residents before. It's mm-hmm. just like, I chose to do that on my own timeline with yeah. a resident who I knew was someone who would react favorably and like also like not in front of like a ton of other people yeah and it's like I do like talking about it and I'm more than happy to educate and like obviously Mm -hmm. like I love coming on this podcast and talking with you about it and Mm -hmm. like getting really into detail um I think it's more just about like kind of reading the room and seeing like if I'm having a bad day and I've just admitted four people maybe don't (laughs) ask me to like educate you on a particular topic yeah well that's why I'm so appreciative for you both like being on this podcast and you know, it's definitely a longer format where you just talk about your relationship and how you think about it and what it means to you. And um, yeah, there's like a lot of teaching, you know, there's been multiple times where I've asked you all to define terms for people who may not know them. But like, you know, I appreciate you being on so much and you can also then, you know, direct people to the podcast if you really wanted to. Yeah. Oh, I did absolutely tell my intern, like, after I got far enough in the conversation, I was like, have you heard about Anna's podcast? And she's like, oh yeah. Speaking of doing teaching in the hospital, do you want to talk about the whole pronouns in the patient room story? Oh yeah. Wait, this is a fun story. This sounds fun. I don't know the story. Well, okay, I get, um, because of my new haircut. Yeah. Um, I get mistaken for a dude in the hospital a lot, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, because like gender isn't real, so like who cares? Yeah. Um, this patient was saying, like, please never lie to me. And we're like, of course, we'd never lie to you. We'd be so, like, honest yeah. and upfront. And she turns to me and the intern, who is a guy, um, and is like, no, not you two. You guys are reasonably attractive looking men. You lie all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm a reasonably attractive looking man. That's so great for me. Um, but my attending was like, Oh, like, no, 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 like, this is Megan, like, she's not a man, and then she, like, has this little pause, and she's like, anyway, like, let's just go do the physical exam, and, like, she, like, walks up to me outside the room, and she's like, I'm so sorry that I didn't educate the patient more about, like, pronouns and all of that, and then I, I realized that I, like, just assumed your pronouns as well, and then she, like, went on this entire spiral, and I was like, it's okay, it's fine. So now I have a they, them sticker on my badge. Lovely. Which has led to even more confusion, because the, the pronouns I use in the hospital are she, they. Okay. So that, like, mostly so that, like, no, I don't have to, like, go on the whole, like, these are my pronouns, like, spiel yeah. to every single resident and patient I ever meet, mm-hmm. especially when I don't care that much. Yeah. Uh, but now that I have the they, them sticker on my badge, this has led to more of the, like, 
have I been getting your pronouns oh. wrong all week? Which is very sweet, but I'm like, oh, maybe I should take this sticker <laughs> off so I don't have to talk about this anymore. Yeah, but it, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, it's the same stress of like, I don't want to teach you about this right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the best reaction though was when you were in the OR, right? And you, you were like gowned up and like whatever. And someone saw you and looked at you and was like, my pronouns are she, her. What are your pronouns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like the best of all of the options. <laughs> they just like came up to you out of the blue. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were like, what are everyone's pronouns in this room? <laughs> I'm like, that's great. Do that more often. Yeah, that was a nicer way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's sweet. Yeah. It's sweet. Good effort. That's the thing is that both of them were making a good effort. Like, both of them were making a good faith effort, but one of them did it in a way that was really awkward and put a lot of the burden on Megan, and the other one did it in a way that just, like, was was It's like, I don't need the whole explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Just, what are your pronouns? And then you can move on. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe she didn't acknowledge the fact that I was a reasonably good-looking man. <laughs> I feel like that was the more inappropriate part of that entire interaction versus the the pronoun thing. The what, that you were a reasonably attractive man? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, they, she, like, for context, and she, like, this attending was, like, trying to make sure the resident was okay because they were like oh my god like this patient was like hitting on you i'm so sorry like that was not appropriate and then for me she was like oh my god the pronouns (laughs) i was like okay you're like but i also got hit excuse me (laughs) i'm also attractive (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like it's different when it's coming from a patient though yeah it's it's like the the like the stuff between colleagues is like i i guess i like hold colleagues to a higher standard mm-hmm. right of like they are working with me they like have to they're not having the worst day of their life right yeah. like most people when they are in the hospital yeah are having the worst day of their life yeah and so if they say something that's a little off color like whatever mm-hmm. i'll get over it yeah like they're probably not in their best place and even if they are in their like right state of mind like i'm here to take care of them and, like, right, the hospital yeah. takes all comers. And it's not, like, super damaging to you. Yeah. That kind of rolls off my back, whereas, like, when stuff comes from, like, classmates or, like, residents or whatever, like, people, like, coworkers in the hospital, like, I do think that, like, that is kind of a higher standard, right? You're, like, in a healthcare setting and you are being hired to take care of people. And so, mm-hmm. like, you need to be able to communicate with all sorts of people yeah like well and respectfully yeah so gotta kiss the homies gotta kiss kiss the homies. i feel like that could be the episode that's the, the that's the title kiss the homies <laughs> gotta kiss the homies yeah that was my alternative um name i think that i proposed in our group chat yeah 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 that's a good one gotta kiss the homies. you don't like editor's note i was wrong <laughs> i do not like that <laughs> i feel like the people seeing that title they'd be a little bit like anna why yeah <laughs> Like, what is this in reference to? I guess Gotta Kiss the Homies is accurate because we were friends before all of this. Uh-huh. Okay, I realize we are now at the time where we should maybe do a differential diagnosis. So, Sadie, you've already done one. Megan has not done one. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Megan. And then, if Sadie, if you want to add on anything to what you previously said, you are more than welcome to. Communication is important. <laughs> Instead of listening to people's podcast episodes over and over again, sometimes it's better to simply talk to them. Um, And also, like, 
having consistency between your actions and your words is also nice. Um, if you don't want to end up in a situationship era in which you are basically in a relationship, but like both of you are very distressed because you're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, also, dating in the med school is great. <laughs> I want to re-emphasize that this is the editor's note version of Sadie's podcast episode. And whatever she said in her last episode was not true. <laughs> Date your fellow classmates, people. <laughs> Didn't you have, like, so much distress at the beginning of all of this because we were classmates? And what if it ruined everything? Well, yeah. I didn't want to make it awkward for the next two years, but, like... So you can date your classmates and just can't break up with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Date your classmates forever. Yeah. <laughs> date, oh, also, date people who are around the same clothing size as you. Yeah, that's a real piece of advice. That's a good, that's a good so one. So nice. <laughs> it's so convenient. My wardrobe's so big now. <laughs> I love that. You probably save a lot of money, too. You don't have to go buy things. You're like, oh, let's just see if they have it. You would think that. However, I feel like we all actually spend more money on clothes because we're like, we're adding to the community wardrobe. It's not just for me. Yeah. It's for all of us. Oh my gosh. And like, we'll like be online shopping or like somewhere and we'll like text a photo to our group chat Mm -hmm. and it'll be like, wouldn't this be great for the community wardrobe? And then we'll just buy it. And it's like not. Yeah. Also like, I am wearing a shirt that Ethan bought for him yeah that he didn't like yeah. and then i was like i'm trying it on and now i like it yeah he's like i need a replacement shirt that is like about the same but oh. better so now i'm buying a replacement shirt yeah yeah i think you're also wearing ethan's pants oh yeah the- no 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 these are my pants those are your pants okay and you're wearing my shoes yes correct <laughs> so your outfit is really from all of us yeah mm-hmm. communal wardrobe communal it's great wardrobe. yeah Highly recommend. I'm trying to think. I don't even really remember what my differential was from last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you said something, something, try new things, something, something. GCAL, maybe. Yeah. I think what I will say is that, like, pursue what you want in the way that you want it to be. Right? Like, I wanted this to be something that had legs, that was consistent. And I wanted, I showed that by being consistent and, Mm -hmm. like, making sure that, like, we were together as much as I wanted to be and, like, emphasizing that, like, this is what I want. Yeah. And it worked. And I think that, like, I have heard a lot of people play games, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. fun to play games, kids. (laughs) It's actually really fun. (laughs) I feel like, okay. This is getting really off topic. I feel like what happen, would happen is that you would try to play games, and I would just be my, like, consistent self, and eventually you were like, oh, I don't want to play games anymore. <laughs> like, this isn't working the way I thought it would. <laughs> you have to participate in the games for the games to be played. Yeah, but I don't think most people in their dating life want games to be played. Yeah, anyway, just like be the kind of person you want to be and be consistent about that. And if that per- gives the other person the ick, that just means you aren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like getting the ick about something is early on is a nice way to just filter out. Yeah. Something. Trust the ick. Yeah. Trust the ick. Yeah. <laughs> is that part of the differential? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust the ick. Okay. 
Well, the differential in summary is my differential in summary is uh, be an adult and communicate with your words. Two, play games if you want to, though. It's kind of fun. And three, trust the egg. <laughs> your revised differential. Uh, my differential is don't play games. Just be in the relationship as you want to be in the relationship. And if that is not what the other person wants, that's fine. I really like that. Like, that just means you guys aren't wanting the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked out. It did work out. Despite Megan's attempted shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say, I think I also have a higher tolerance for shenanigans because I have someone who is stable and reliable to fall back on. So, like, it's not... It's not quite as exhausting because it's not taking up my whole world. Mm -hmm. Also, it was really fun because Ethan is also my best friend. And so... (laughs) <laughs> we would like gossip and be like, yeah. "Oh my god, what does this text mean?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, I was just about to ask. I'm like, how much would you talk about all of this with Ethan? Oh, all the time. Communication is key. Yeah, like he really is truly also my best friend, mm-hmm. and so there Should were get, like crisis counseling when we first started hanging out. Uh huh. You would you would drive to Chapel Hill and get crisis counseling from Catherine, and I would just get it from Ethan, who I already lived with. It was very convenient. <laughs> Perfect. And here we are. Date your best friend. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I guess that's it? Yeah. We did it. You did yeah. it. Congratulations. A successful update episode. Yeah. In the books. Nice. Right. Well, thank you all.